This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Rico. And this is ATC Presents Day About K-Rambles, where a couple of friends review K-dramas, except I've been watching K-dramas since 2012, and Rico is on his fifth drama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is correct. Yes. How are you, Rico? I'm doing pretty well uh, after watching our fifth drama together, yeah. uh, obviously in separate places, but together nonetheless, um, I have gotten into the rhythm of how these shows are starting to progress. Yes. And I will have thoughts about that uh, oh. when we talk about the show itself. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right. But other than that, I'm doing pretty well. Okay. It's good to hear. I'm actually recording at my parents' house um, right now because uh, there's like some family issues and I had to come over and like I'm working from over here and stuff. Yeah. So if there's an echo, sorry guys, <laughs> can't control that too much right now. And you, um, if you don't really hear the echo, it's because I did the work on the back It's because end. Rico <laughs> is so amazing on the production and he EQ'd the crap out of my, <laughs> my feed. Okay. So here's some housekeeping for you guys. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and so many more. If you like us, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only. Don't be petty. Um, This goes such a long way for helping us to get seen by other listeners just like you. And if you want to really follow us, go ahead and check us out on social media to stay on top and stay up to date with all of our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ATC Pod. Lastly, if you're a fan of this show or maybe of our other show, Always the Critic, uh, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support. You can always check us out on our page at Oh, I'm sorry, on the website, patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. Okay, so today we are reviewing The K2, which is a 2016 show. Um, Rigo, would you like to give us the drama list synopsis? Yes, yes I would. Uh, Kim Jaha is a former mercenary soldier known as K2, who suddenly turns into a fugitive when he is wrongfully accused of killing his girlfriend while he is serving in Iraq. He finds his way back to Korea and gets a job as a bodyguard for Choi Yu-jin, the owner of JSS Security and the wife of Jang Se-jun, who is running for president. Now, there's more to the story. That's uh, just basically the that's most basic That's the very part. basic yeah. part of it. Uh, there's other stuff. Like the next thing I would say would be uh, Jeha uh, uses his new job to plan his revenge on Park Kwon Su, the leader of the current ruling party and Sejun's rival, whom Jeha believes m- ordered the murder of his girlfriend. So he's being wrongfully accused. 
he's out for revenge. That is the main plot. Now, when Jeha is assigned to guard Goanna, or Goanna, uh, the reclusive, illegitimate daughter of Sejun, they begin to develop feelings for each other. Here's the romantic part. But what happens when the person who wants to harm Anna the, the most is Eugene, Jiha's boss and revenge ally? Where will Jiha's loyalty lay? This is uh, right. pretty wild. It is fuck wild. Um, this it's a lot. Show- yeah, that's basically like episode one and two of the show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it originally aired from September to November 2016. It's 16 episodes long. It was directed by Kwok Jung Hwan, and he also directed Miss Hammurabi from 2018. I There's definitely a review up on the Debak blog that I did. Um, it's a, it's okay. That one's a, um, about uh, law and mm. these prosecutors and their lives. Uh, this, gotcha. The K2 was written by Jang Hyuk Rin. He directed, oh, sorry, he wrote Yongpal, which is a 2015 show that stars Ju Won and Kim Tae-hee. Um, Kim Tae-hee is married to Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Rain. I always, I don't know if you've been uh, around me when I talk about Rain. You have mentioned him before. I, I can't just sure. say like, oh, Rain. It's like, Rain. Like, I have this. <laughs> I have to say it like that, so... <laughs> She's married to Rain. Anyway, so this show stars uh, Ji Chang-wook as Kim Jae-ha. He has done a bunch of TV. He was in Warrior Baek dong Su from 2011, Five Fingers from 2012, Empress Ki, which is a saga um, drama, Healer from 2015, Suspicious Partner in 2017, <laughs> Love Struck in the City, which is his most recent Netflix uh, show. Suspicious Partner, I did watch that one. Mm-hmm. Um and that review is up on the blog if you want to read it. Five Fingers, I remember watching that one. That one's like about a piano prodigy oh. and his brother <laughs> who are like at odds with each other and they want to one up each other and be the best pianist. Oh, <laughs> but it's that's super intense. It's so <laughs> intense. And I never finished it. It was like 30 episodes. I couldn't finish it. Oh, that's um, a lot for this. Have, it is. It is for a lot for a K-drama. So I have a funny story about Warrior Baek Dong Su, which is the first time I ever saw um, this actor, Chang Wook. So well, Warrior Baek Dong Su is also a saga um, wuxia type of drama. So basically a historical uh, oh, fight okay. drama or whatever. And he had like the long hair and all that shit. He was like, he was the title character, Baek Dong Su. And I thought that it was more of a romance drama. And so mm-hmm. I was all in like, oh yeah, he's going to choose this girl. And in my mind, he was going to choose the second female lead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just so dumb of me to think. And he never ended up with that girl. And it blew my mind. I was like, wait, this is ending like this? Like, it w- went so hard on, like, the politics and the revenge and all the on the fighting and stuff. Yeah. And then he also ends up with a girl that I didn't think he had any chemistry with and wasn't going to end up with. And I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that was my experience with Warrior Baek Dong Su. I learned a big lesson on that one. Um, K2 also stars Lim Yuna as Anna. Mm-hmm. Yuna is from Girls' Generation. Do you know who Girls' Generation is? I am going to guess that is a K-pop group. Oh my god, it's that one of the OG guess. group K um. K-pop groups. It had like a ton of members and she was one of the most popular ones and she's been one of the most successful members of that group. Um, Yuna is a household name. <laughs> Got it. 
Yeah. She hasn't been in too many things. She's been in um, two outs in the ninth inning. That sounds like a baseball. It, it Well, hold on, because I actually saw that one. That's from 2007. She was also in Love Rain, which is, I think, the first time I had ever seen her. That's from 2012. Mm-hmm. She plays the the a mother and a daughter who look identical. Oh. So it takes place in like two different time periods. And she plays both characters. And she plays both characters. Oh, yeah. Which okay. is actually very cool. Um, and then she was also in The King in Love, which is pretty recent from 2017. That's a saga. It's a historical drama. Got two it. outs in the ninth inning. Let's talk about this one for a second because the uncle in this show, played by um, Lee Jung Jin, he is the main star of that show that Yuna was in. Uh, two outs in the ninth inning. And okay. that, guys, I cannot recommend it enough. It mm. is amazing. Yes. So it does have like a baseball, main baseball reference. And it's about best friends that fall in love. Okay. So if you like, for instance, Fight for My Way with Pak So Jun, definitely watch this hella dated <laughs> 2007 <laughs> show, Two Outs in the Ninth Inning. Um, so the show K2 also stars Song Yuna. As the evil stepmother, Choi Yujin, she hasn't been in too much stuff. I've never seen her before. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I found that very surprising. And then, of course, it also stars Cho Song, Song Ha as Ayana's dad, Jang Sejun, and the political presidential hopeful or whatever. Right. He is also an extremely well-known actor. He's done a ton of movies, a ton of TV. You can watch him in really, I mean, he's in a star-studded cast in movies. He was in Always from 2011, which I saw. That's a Soji Sub um, t- uh, movie. And it also stars Han Heju, Han Hyoju from W. She was the oh. girl from W. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he was also in Commitment from 2013, which starred T.O.P. from Big Bang. He was a North Korean spy slash assassin it was amazing <laughs> the suspect from 2013 which stars gong yu from train to busan of course you know him from the k-drama world as the goblin and of course he was also in time to hunt from 2020 which is on netflix you can watch that um cho song has been in every drama under the sun <laughs> he and this this guy you're just like oh yeah it's in his dad in the show like boy, he has been in Song Kyung Kwan's Scandal from 2010, which stars um, Song Joong Ki from Descendants of the Sun. He's in that as well. Not wow. a main character, but he's in that. But he's yeah, yeah, Innocent Man, which again Song Joong Ki from Descendants of the Sun is the main star in that. He is the innocent man. <laughs> um, Goo Family Book from 2013. That's Lee Seung Gi and Bae Suzy from Miss A. He's in that too. I don't, do you know who Suzy is? Uh, no. You kind of nodded there, so I thought you knew who she was. No, no, Susie's no, no, a household just, name. God. No, no, okay. sorry. Damn it. Okay. Save me from 2017. I have to stop here because this is where I know him best from, this K-drama. It's an OCN drama, which means it is hella dark. Like, OCN is a network. Like, you know, Fox, uh, oh, TNT, okay. whatever. Sure. So, OCN is a drama. Is a uh, network over there and all of their dramas are super dark and oh. um, moody and violent and all that stuff okay so he was in an ocn drama called save me it stars uh so and taekyung from 2 p.m 2 p.m 
So Tech from 2PM. 2PM is another K-pop group. OG. I figured. So great. And Udo Juan also stars in Save Me. Listen, Cho Sung Ah is a cult leader in Save Me. <laughs> and I've never been so creeped out as when I saw that. Ah, that's funny. Yeah. So anyway, he's been in everything. So I think we're at the point after all of this intro with the cast and what the show is about, the year it came out, all this crap. What did you think of the K2? Uh, before we get into that, can I just make a quick comment? And maybe this is me like trying to like figure out how that works. Uh, so I kept noticing that so many people that you were mentioning are from K-pop groups. Would you say this is the equivalent of like Disney Channel stars where okay. like, you know, so, they're in the acting, they're in the shows, like they have a music career like like that? In a word, yes. Okay. But it's a little more complex than that. Got it. So, you know, all these shows that I'm mentioning that are, you know, six degrees of separation from the K2 are a lot of them have idols in them. They're called idols. And I mean, the reason why idols are in these shows is because they can't be idols forever. They can't sing and dance forever. (laughs) They do have like um, a shelf life. And so to get out of that and to diversify, they usually go into acting or a lot of them try to get into acting. Right. And so the concept of the idol drama is really like that concept of, oh, Zendaya is now in a movie or what have you. Like, it is kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Usually idol dramas are not very good because they don't know how to act. (laughs) Right. Especially Especially the first couple that they do are usually not that good. And they are labeled as idol dramas because the people that are going to come out to see like a light rom-com featuring, you know, X, Y, Z of whatever group are fans of their stuff, their K-pop stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's pretty, it's like they're cutting their teeth on like low budget dramas and then they kind of work their way up and get more experience. Uh, Okay. So I, I mean, to me, An idol drama is just any drama that has an idol in it, but technically idol dramas are like kind of like B-list dramas. Right. It's like kind of if you were to compare it to the American side of television, it's like if something was on the CW versus, you know, something that's on NBC. Yes. You know, there's like a quality of acting that's different between those two channels. Not to, you know, throw shade at CW, but it is what it is. Most of the time they <laughs> are going for right or freeform because most of the time they're going after popularity, good looking people. And most and a lot of the times in those shows, they're not very good actors. Exactly. So, OK, so I mean, I like a lot of idol dramas that tend to have like these idols in them, but usually they're on the better quality side. It's not their right. first project. You know, they're these, she's an older idol, like mm-hmm. Yuna. Yeah. She, she's got to be our age, you know. Got it. Close to 30 or, or even over 30 by now. Ah, um, I see. And same with Tech, like Techyon from Save Me is also an older idol. Like he's not really active with 2 p.m. anymore. Right. Okay. Actually, I take that back because they're doing a comeback. Of course they are. And I just explained <laughs> to you what a comeback was in the in the K-pop world. 
which is huge news um, because all the members basically do their own thing for a few years and now they're actually coming back and it is truly a comeback <laughs> right for Not, 2 p.m yeah because i remember we had that conversation about comebacks and you were telling me that it's like after a couple of years and I was like, that's not really a comeback. But anyway, I anyway, digress. Yeah. But so, thanks for bringing up the idol drama. This is technically under my rules and idol drama because Yuna's in it. Because she's in it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So you asked me my thoughts on the yes. K2. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So initially I started out uh, pretty excited because it was an action type of show. Yeah. And there was a lot of uh, intrigue about uh, backdoor deals between like political figures. And, you know, and then on top of that, you have the character of uh, Anna, who is like there's it's there's not much known about her. Like she she's an escapee. Mm-hmm. And then from there, there's like intrigue of who who is she? Like, where did she come from? Who what family is she from? Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is very intriguing early on. Yeah. Um, but what I found myself uh, as we're wa- as I'm watching the show, I found that as the show progressed, the action kind of like just dulls on me. Like it's it feels like it gets repetitive, or it feels like it's a little too much mm. action. Like, and for a guy like me, I like action movies. Don't get me wrong, but the thing is that even on a show that is built around action. I'm not expecting that much action mm. the way the K2 delivered. And so right. it kind of after a while begins to just become like, I wouldn't say dull, but it becomes almost like monotonous. Like, oh, we're going to get a five minute fight scene right here, you know? <laughs> right, right. And and so it, it loses its appeal. So like I was super excited about like this technique they did in the very first episode and they repeated it several times so kind of lost its edge but like they kind of like do this thing where they're like spinning around the fight scene Mm -hmm. and the first time they do it i was like oh this is a pretty cool way of showing the fight but then they do it in almost every fight and it (laughs) loses its appeal uh so so that's the action part uh when it comes to the main story itself i was having a hard time like just like really keeping up with the plot not keeping up sorry that's the wrong word um finding like pure interest in the plot yes that was my problem like okay like i don't mind like the story about you know there's these political figures and you know the things that they're doing behind the scenes Mm -hmm. uh but i didn't find it that captivating okay so, so I'm going to jump in here. Actually. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I agree with you. Like, I really enjoyed the action sequences because I love a good action movie, too. Hell. Yeah. Um, and it was really inventive in that respect. And I did like the camera work that they were doing. Um, I wrote down my favorite fights. And after episode four, there's not a really great fight until episode 10. Right. So... To me, that speaks volumes of, oh, they got bogged down in the nitty gritty of this plot and trying to move forward and wasn't really delivering on the action. Right. You know, because there's set pieces that move the plot forward. Right. There's still action, but not like ones that are just entertaining. It's not like a set piece, you know, like episode one, three, four, ten. Like these had set pieces where you're like, oh, damn, remember that fight? That was so sick. Like. 
that wasn't happening for large swaths of the show. Like, and that was really frustrating to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that the show also like towards the middle and end, like getting up to the final, like end game, Mm -hmm. they definitely scaled back on like Jeha and Anna's like airtime. Mm. And that really bothered me because I'm in it for Jaha and Anna. Right. And yeah. I totally understand. And I think what happens there is that the the love story suffers. Mm. Because by the end of it, I'm thinking, uh I I I'm not saying that I don't buy them, but it's just it's not as engaging. If I would have gotten more things throughout the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to really like, you know, I want them to be together. But it doesn't it didn't really, you know, settle in very well because they're like so bogged down with other things. They were like the side characters were getting all this time on mm, screen. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I watching like Eugen's like posse and all of these people in her command and the uncle and his mom and his in-laws, like, where the hell is Jaha? Like, what, what is he doing on right. during all this time? He's like so off that was, for a while. Exactly. So I, f- I felt like this is his show, so he should be <laughs> in the bulk of every episode. But, you know, episode 11, like 10, 11, 12, like around there, the middle part of the show was just bogged down in mm. like trying to make the stakes get higher by like changing allegiances on either side. And Um, that didn't work for me. No, it doesn't. It It didn't work for me at all. So you mentioned the love story. So let's go ahead and talk about the love story. Um, so every love story, as you can see, has some sort of history. They're not just thrown together and they meet and they like are fall in love right away. In episode one, they meet and then time jump. He sees her again, essentially. So they do have this history before. Right. She was she was an escapee out of a convent and they crossed paths. Right. Early on. Yes. So um, I generally thought Yuna's acting wasn't that great. Oh, okay, I'm not alone. Thank God. No, 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 no. I okay. was like, Yuna, like, bring it, girl. Like, he is such a good actor. Um, Changwook is so fine. <laughs> Let me just put this out there he right now. This man is so guy. beautiful. He is. Good, good looking man, super cut. And like, Yuna is just like a blubbering mess, like, really. And that, those were the best parts was when she was like actually. Right. Those are the best parts because <laughs> yeah. most of the time she's very flat and dull. Yes. With, with her like line delivery. She felt very much like a damsel in distress to me, which also bothered me. It may mm. not be necessarily Yuna's performance, but the way she was written. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, this is so annoying that like she can't even take care of herself in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she gets a phone at some point. They don't dwell on this, but like she gets a phone at some point. They don't cover like how she actually knows how to handle a phone, like a cell phone. (laughs) I was like, this bitch has been in a convent in Spain for like a decade. And how is she suddenly hand like she gets a phone and there's no like... (laughs) I feel like that's a thing, you know, that would be a thing. Anybody now gets a new phone. They spend like days learning all the features and like figuring it out. There's still moments with my new phone that I'm like, oh, I didn't know I can do this. 
Yeah. So I'm like, she was like locked away. What? <laughs> She's okay with technology. <laughs> so that kind of, like little things like that were very yeah. um, frustrating for me. Um, so Yuna, I think that she wasn't selling the love story as much as Changwook was. I will go as far as to say that, um, what's his name? Uh, Ji Changwook yeah. had more chemistry with Song stop, Yuna stop, 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 stop. <laughs> than with Lim Yuna. Oh, okay. So I feel the there same was way. And I don't, uh, look, so there let's, was attention. <laughs> let's talk about the sexual tension between Jeha and Yuji, those two characters. I, if it was very unnerving to me, I did not want to watch it. The way they were looking at each other and like the vibe between them, there was like electricity in the air. I I know. And I was like, why couldn't this be the story? No. Why couldn't this be the love story? Bite your tongue. How dare you? Yeah. Like, like. I oh, honestly God. think like the Anna character, like if you rewrite the show, like you don't need the Anna character in mm. the show. You could just make it about him being a bodyguard. Like oh, basically shit. this is kind of like a ripoff of the movie, The Bodyguard in a way. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, and so in a sense. if you're going to do that, might as well just go all the way and have him fall in love with the person no. he actually has no, the chemistry no, no. with. No, no, no. Stop. The tension Stop. is there. It is there. It's palpable. Chill. So. (laughs) You just have a problem with the age difference there. I do. I hate age differences. Large age gaps bother me (laughs) to no end. Oh, I I just want to talk about that one thing. But anyway, keep going. (laughs) What one thing? No, that we had (laughs) that conversation. We had that conversation about a movie that we saw uh, featuring Pierce Brosnan. And you were like. (laughs) Uh, were they trying to insinuate like he could get with this young or with Jamie Chung's character? Yes. And I was like, of course they were like, it's <laughs> obvious that he could still get it. And you were like freaking out. Absolutely not. Like, I fail to see how Pierce Brosnan is like a- attractive like that, that he's Ooh, like bagging young Ooh. ladies. Oof. And you yeah, were yeah. like, listen, there's a whole sect of women out there who like are They're throwing like themselves at older men. Yeah. Yeah. And are ex- attracted to men as old as their father. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you were like, Pierce Brosnan is still pulling. Yeah. And I was like, Ted no, Danton. no, no. Yeah. You said Sean Connery when he had hair. And I was like, get out of town. Sean Connery, late no. 80s, early 90s. Yes, for get sure. Get out. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back. So to let's this. keep going with the show. So like, yeah, let's. That is my contribution. Table that. I think, I think that this no. show would have worked better if the love story was between him and the person he's guarding, which I was guess. Song Yun. But he Yuna. was guarding Yuna. Yeah, that's true. Or but Anna, it wasn't working sorry. there. So, episode three, like, it was too much for me. That was the beginning of the weird sexual tension between them. She. This is the car chase scene and they crash and the car is like about to blow up. So she opens her eyes and she's in his arms. Mm -hmm. She's like so moved and attracted to this man that's carrying her away from the car wreckage at risk to his own life. 
I have another example, much more subtle, but still it's palpable. It's the moment where she's walking. Um, I can't remember what episode it is. She's walking, but with her head down and like he's behind her and he like tells her, you know, uh, stand up straight. Your oh, enemies yes, are looking yes, yes, at yes. you. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. the way he says it and the way like he's like behind her and like saying it, there's a like there the electricity's there. It is. Okay, okay. So we'll so table on. this for for after spoilers to talk more in depth about about this, but um oh god, I can't with you, Rico. Um what were the best parts of the show for you? Okay. Uh best parts of the show. I think for the most part the action is really well done. Okay. I think for the most part, I, I love our main character, uh, G-Hop. He is a good equivalent to a like Jason Bourne type I of character. I knew you were going to say Jason Bourne. I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, but with better action like skills, even yeah. better than Bourne. Yeah. But, like, but when he's not fighting, there's still like that you know you're still captivated you're still he's a charismatic guy that mm-hmm. you're like yeah i'm i'm totally in down to see what he gets into next so yeah he, for me he's one of the best aspects of the show i really enjoy uh, a lot of the action in the show uh and then i do enjoy the evil stepmother's character as well mm. uh because there's very just, interesting character yeah it's a very interesting character there's just enough going on with her like she doesn't dominate the story the entire time or anything Mm -hmm. like that but she's always lurking always right around the corner just and everything that she does is just you know manipulative manipulative so that i really enjoy those were the best aspects of the show for me okay so number one the best aspect of this show and i have like i said i had all my fight sequences that i liked written down by episode so (laughs) We have to talk about the naked shower scene. God, I didn't the want to naked, talk about it. I, yes, we are. you kidding me? Of course I was going to bring this up. God, so episode so four, much. maybe the a whole series peaked at episode four because they had this naked shower fight. Are and you it's joking? It's not just two people. It's not no. just two guys. It's one guy taking on like seven. Yes. And they're all <laughs> naked for some reason. He literally well, threw soap on the floor and was like, come and get me now. Like, right, like he had like, one foot on a towel and like he put soap all over the floor so they would slip. I was losing my mind when they, because they don't like, they don't kind of preface it. They're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go take a shower. And I'm like, all right, then we're going to get a token like shower scene for the fans. Just right, you know, like thirsty shirt, ass fans. Like a shirt, right, a shirtless part above mm. the waist type of yes, thing yes, yes. so that's, that's what, what I, was I was expecting guessing. then the chief security guy was like oh let them fight if you have like a new if you bring in a new dog into a pack of dogs what do you do oh. you just let them fight and work it out among themselves like whatever to establish dominance and i was like is he saying and then they cut to he's in the shower and i was like no 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 the fight happens i lost it i was like on the floor just like <laughs> It was exactly what I wanted, and I didn't know that I wanted this. <laughs> I was just like, yes, naked men fighting as if their life depended on it. All of this testosterone. Changwook, I mean, this boy, I couldn't deal with him. He was, 
I have no words. He was so beautiful. He's so muscular. He was wearing these like wife beaters with the huge like arm cutouts. It was making me feel things. He was too ripped. It, it was he was too ripped for me. Yeah, you were you were enjoying so, it. I was not because that uh, was my number one thing that I loved about the show was that wow. scene. Wow. And then obviously the character dynamics, you know, of the of the evil stepmother and Anna and all that shit. Yeah, no. Uh, Thank you for I, letting me I get will, all that out. Yeah, no, no. I, I totally understand. Hey, there's there's moments that are made for you. Because I didn't there. realize. I just, anyway, it's fine. You weren't ready for it. And when it I happened. I was ready for like a basic thirst trap shower scene. Right, of course. And then, no, they had a whole fight sequence in the shower, in the group shower. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> what, um, it was our character that you really connected with. Yeah, their character. Yeah, both both of those two characters are the ones that okay. really, really sold me on them. So we already trashed Yuna for her acting. Was there right. anyone so else that... Right, so that's probably... In terms of acting, her acting is not great. So, mm-hmm. so having to try to buy a love story between them was a little tough because, again... Tough. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's not quite there. When the acting's not quite there, you, you're trying to. You, it makes it a little hard to believe what they're saying to each other and what they're trying to deliver. Yeah, I really, I believed him. I just didn't believe her. Right, exactly. You know, uh, so when it comes to people, that's the only one that I thought eh, she she's not great. She's the weakest link. <laughs> but in terms of the show, I think when it gets too bogged down. In the political type of stuff, mm-hmm. like it, it starts getting into like, oh, and we need to, you know, take this USB drive and take it to like <laughs> Cloud City. And then I'm like, what the hell's Cloud City or Cloud Nine? I'm sorry. And, you know, yeah, and I'm we'll like, when when did this come out? Like and I didn't remember, like I was like, I saw this and I don't remember when this happened. When did they introduce this? Right. And, you know, so stuff like that. When they get into like minutia things of like, I don't know if this really affects the plot at all, type mm. of thing. Yeah. So, those two things. So let's talk real quick about the OST before we get into spoilers. What do you think? I, I have decided that I will settle on a three out of five sojus. Uh, the oh, more I talk I said, about it, it was actually you, lower. Hold on. I asked you about the OST, but wow, let's Sorry. come back to the OST after your score. <laughs> so you said how many soju bottles? Three, Three. out of five. I, okay. I was, I was teetering on two and a half. <gasps> yeah. You're uh, joking. No, I'm not. You're I was joking. teetering on it. I was teetering on it, but I, the more I talk about it, the more it, it, I was able to find enough to get it up to a three. Okay, so I gave it three and a half soju bottles. Okay. Out of five. Um, mostly because it had great puzzle pieces. And I liked the production. I love the actors, minus Yuna. And the characters had great arcs and were very um, intriguing to me to mm-hmm. come in and see them try and like work their way out. Um, so, yeah. All right. So two for you. Sorry. Two and a half. Two no, and a half. Three. Why I am settled I thinking on three. you did two and a half? Okay. Because three, I said three, that I was about to. Yeah, you were. Okay, so OST thoughts. Um, I think 
the there's a certain theme that would come on during like dramatic moments when something would be revealed. So the screamo chanting song. Oh, that no, that, uh, is that what you're referring to? No, I don't think it's the screamo chanting. No, it's no, like, it's rah, not that rah, one. Rah, rah, no, rah. definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> No, no, thank you. But I can't do screamo. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, but that no, that's not the one I'm talking about. And no, that I, I was not a fan of that. No, okay. it was more of like a uh, like a classical OST where like dramatic tension uh, when somebody would say something like revelatory, you know. Yes. And then it's like I, I can't even mimic it right now at the moment. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, in terms of OST, it, it's a fine OST, but I don't know if it's anything that you're like. It wasn't anything too special. Right. The best song is um, Today by Kim Bo Young, which, um, I mean, if that's the best song that in comparison to other K-dramas, this isn't the strongest OST. Right. But there you I go. I agree. Yeah. All right. Any other general thoughts before we get into spoilers? No, uh, I think that is all for my thoughts before we get into spoilers. All right, guys, if you haven't seen K2 and you still want to be spoiled, stay tuned after this. Hey, you want to come in? Okay, so we're going to talk spoilers for the K2. We did touch a little bit on spoilers in the in the first half, but yeah, we kind of did. We'll go a little more in depth. So, I want to talk about Song Yuna, which is uh Yujin, the evil stepmother, mm-hmm. that character. So, we talked about the bizarre sexual tension between her and Jeha. <laughs> Not bizarre. It get out of here. Like it is bizarre. Because she's like the most evil person in the show. She is. I, for I her can't to deny be attra- like for her them to get together and he's the hero, the Jason Moore, like it just would never fly. So I'm totally against it. But uh open your mind. so she had a crazy ass arc. I don't know I don't know where to even begin with her. She is essentially exactly like an evil stepmother in the Snow yeah. White fairy tale. She even has her own fortress, the JSS security building. Yeah. <laughs> and she does. yeah. And then she named her AI security. Um, uh, the, um, uh, what's, what's it called? Name? Mirror. She named it mirror mirror. Oh my God. It, which again, like <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> She's definitely an evil stepmother. She said it was like herself and, you know, to give Jeha access to Mirror was like a huge deal for her because <laughs> she was basically giving him access to herself. And I was like, why am I, why is this so sexual all of a sudden? Um, you're like, stop nodding your head, like quit. So I thought that their relationship between her and him was interesting because he's constantly spitting truth to her. And cutting her down and making her feel guilty for whatever she's doing. And I thought that was great because usually the hero of the story is not so like eloquent with his words necessarily. Number one. That was unique. Like he's a crazy ass fighter, but at the same time, he's like (laughs) giving these really nice um, monologues. And you also don't get that many opportunities of seeing the hero and the villain basically interacting so often Mm. 
most of the time it's like usually a chase or usually they're not together. There's very few moments where a hero and villain interact as much as these two did. And they inter yeah, they interacted so much. Um I liked when he said in episode nine, like, think long and hard about why I want to kill Park Kwon Su. Killing someone for interpreting a top secret conversation and trying to kill a sign maker for his stumbling across a private scene aren't really that different. And it like definitely convicted her because she's constantly wanting to kill Anna, constantly wanting to kill lesser people for knowing <laughs> basically nothing, just seeing something they shouldn't have. Right. And he's constantly like, why do you think I want to kill this politician? It's for the exact same reason that what you're doing right now. Yeah. So it would, I mean, that stuff like definitely got to her, her little faces and stuff. Her lip biting was too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I like that they have like the most insightful conversations. Yes. I do agree with that. Um, did you, I don't know if you kind of got like how big of a deal, uh, like in episode 10, Mm-hmm. She is um, sending him off to kill the political opponent, right? And like a Jason Bourne type of deal. Like he's the assassin in this. He's case. the assassin, exactly. And she says she's like so stirred by the possibility of him not coming back, of him dying on the mission. Um, she tells him to come back alive, and she gets really emotional, and she calls him by his name, which is it's Jaya, but. She adds like Jaha, like the A, like the A at the end. Yeah. Which is a, a personal, like, you only say that intimately. Not intimately, like romantically, although that's also the case. But like, if you've known someone for like 20 years. Yeah. Or family, then you call them, you add that A at the you end. You add the A to really signify that this is, this is a personal moment. Right. So when she did that, I was like, oh my God this bitch <laughs> so i wanted to point that out because i wasn't sure if you would um catch that i would not have caught in that thank you for letting me know that okay though. so i also want to talk about when he's like okay i'll do this mission mm-hmm. but under these conditions and he goes firstly give me her head and points to her assistant yeah <laughs> oh my god i was like holy shit yeah that is uh that is a man on a mission. <laughs> when he pointed at her and was like, give me her head, I was, I just, it was so aggressive and like shocking to me. Were you shocked? I was like, <gasps> I, I wouldn't say shocked, but I was like, oh, bold move, buddy. That was, that's how I treated that. Okay. Okay. So, um, let me see. Did you, were you surprised on episode 12 when... Eugene revealed that Anna's biological dad is Sejun. Was I shocked? That she sunk her own battleship, essentially. Yeah, I was surprised that she was the one that did it herself. I honestly thought that the truth would come out a different way. Uh, Either Jiha would uncover it Mm -hmm. or, you know... Someone else would, or Anna would do it herself. Yeah, or like Anna would do it like, because there was the threat of that earlier on. 
mm-hmm. you know, in the show when she's out in front of, uh, I guess, fans out in front of the house. <laughs> yeah. And when she says, my father was, and then there's a really long beat. And <laughs> yes. then, then she reveals someone else. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I thought that's when it was going to happen. But, you know, they they played it off later. But so, yeah, it was surprising that she did it herself. Mm-hmm. Did you believe her? believe Eugene when she kept saying that she didn't kill Anna's mom not really no I didn't either yeah I was actually so that's actually a big plot point is that she gets a lot of clout and power by saying that she killed or having letting people believe that she killed um Anna's mom Umherin right and (laughs) I kind of wanted her to be the murderer it would have been good if that actually did happen. But in a show like this, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like in a show like this, that type of character would never be the one to get their hands dirty. They would always send someone to get the job done. Yeah, I see that. And then I also was expecting some sort of redemption from for her. Mm, um, okay. That's a common theme throughout like every K-drama is that these like nasty characters always get some sort of redemption especially if it's like family hmm really so i was really hoping that kylo ren didn't get redeemed at the end but she did right okay got it um because she was basically like my dad the old chairman killed her when he found out about the affair and he didn't like without Telling me without getting my permission or nothing. He just came in and like slaughtered her. And I found out too late when I arrived on the scene, she was already dying. And I basically just let her die. Didn't call 911, didn't help her, nothing. Just let her die. Even So she didn't necessarily pull the trigger, but she didn't. She, it, it, it's a, it's, it was a Batman scenario of, uh, I don't, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right. Yeah. So I, it was okay, but I really would have wanted a more definitive, like she did kill her. Yeah. Because I think like having a character like that, who is so, um, has a public image that is so, you know, well-defined as a wife and, you know, you know, basically all the common things that you would find in a powerful woman. Mm Mm-hmm. That if you were to throw in this wrench of like, and she's a murderer, like mm-hmm. that would have been really cool. But I, I never saw was, the show going there. She was so unmerciful toward Anna, especially. Yeah. And she looked at her with such malice throughout the whole of the show. that I was like, yeah, she definitely like killed her mom, like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the conversation that she has with Anna while standing at the foot of her mother's grave, this is episode 13. Oh, um, and she's like, yeah, basically she's like, now you're not go Anna, you're, um, whatever our last name is. And we're basically going to adopt you for real. You're going to become my daughter. And the best thing for you to do would be to stay quiet and do a long con so that at the end of the day, you inherit everything that I have. Right. You inherit JB Group. You inherit what, you know, your dad, your dad's stuff and everything. And after all that, the biggest revenge you can do on me would be like tearing it all apart. Like bringing it all down. Bringing it all down. It's my legacy. Yeah. Yeah. 
It would be and killing the like, legacy. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, shit, she right, though. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. Yes, it is. Yes. With so I really appreciated it. Yeah, with a push of a button. Exactly. <laughs> All that dirty laundry. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Going back to the relationship with Anna and Jeha. Okay. So, <laughs> did you like Yuna's slow motion scene of her dancing around with a bag of ramen? No. <laughs> no. I was like, what are we doing here? Episode four, she comes out and she wants to eat ramen so bad, this poor little girl. <laughs> she she doesn't know how to turn on the she valve. She doesn't know how to turn on the, the, the gas. Like he is like looking at the screen like, come on, just look up. Just look up and turn the valve. So he does it for her. He like leaves everything out for her. And when she sees it, she's so happy that she starts dancing around the kitchen with a bag of ramen. And they put this serious OST song over it. And they put this like haze, this like angelic effect on her. And like Jeha is just enchanted. He's just enchanted by her. He's so touched. It's like definitely the moment that he like falls in love with her. Right. And I don't understand why. I don't understand. I don't get why this is the moment. Oh, she's making ramen. She's dancing. Yeah. Well, I just think that it's such a pure, innocent moment. And I think he just falls in love with like the purity of her. Can I can I add something though? Yeah. Um, sure. But like he's doing it in kind of like a stalkerish way because 100%. like hundred percent because he's like just watching her from different parts. So like if he's not watching her through the cameras, then he's like climbing up to that roof and watching her through the window. Right. Yes. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if I like the way this relationship is supposed to be starting. I don't like that he is so much smarter than her. Um, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like her yes. mental her mental age is, like, still around eight years old when she got, like, taken up and sent to Spain. Yeah, there, there's a big difference between the two characters. I was trying to put my finger on it. But, yeah, that's actually part of it is that she's not developed. She's not developed. Like, mentally, mentally. she's not there. Like, she's still, like, going to a theme park waiting for her dad to, like, come and show up and reconcile with her. And I'm like... Baby girl, like, no, like, she's very naive and not like naive, like, oh, she's just a naive character and she's had all this life experience. I wonder no, why no, she doesn't no, know no. better now. It's like, no, she's really stunted. Yeah, stunted. Uh, yeah. What is it? Arrested development. Yes. So, so it was hard to watch her with him and then also watch her with Yujin because Yujin is like a fully grown ass woman being super condescending and menacing to this like poor girl who has nothing, has no power, doesn't un- understand what's going on, believes all the lies. And it's just, it's crazy. I don't know what to do to make that better other than she just gains a little bit more experience and a little more backbone. Yes, she needs a backbone. You know what it is so, that I think that no matter what, what maybe I shouldn't say that. I think that in this scenario of the show, I don't think that you would ever have an opportunity to have someone who is at the same level as Jiha. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because of the fact that he needs to be protecting her. So he whenever he's definitely playing up the protective part, obviously he's the bodyguard, but also, yeah. you know, she's so docile and like a, you know, deer in headlights, just constant, literally like there, she almost gets run over at the beginning and she looks like a deer in headlights. They catch a photo of her and that's how she gets on the internet and gets yeah. famous. Literally a deer in headlights. So it just was a little bit off off kilter for me like he gives her mouth to mouth because she eats strawberries and she's definitely allergic to strawberries yeah and later on she's like yeah i've had my first kiss and the security guard the female security guard is like mouth to mouth is not a first kiss (laughs) (laughs) so it's just sad it's just so sad um in episode eight she's like having a pity party in the back seat and he literally tells her stop being a crybaby <laughs> a romance. The romance is alive and well. He told her to stop crying. Get over Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did like the moment that she's on the roof and he thinks that um something's up. Like she think that he thinks she's gonna fall off the roof. Right. So he runs over to try and save her and he eats it. He eats it and then just starts trying to crawl back like if uh, you, you, you didn't see me. You, you didn't, didn't see, that. see that. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty funny actually. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie, I busted out laughing because he just it just looked so unintentional for him to fall on the roof. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. I did think they have some cute moments um, like episode nine, like them running around at the beach, like chasing each other and him putting his hands on her cheeks because she's like really red in the face after drinking two cups of wine. Like that stuff was pretty good. The uh, solid stuff, solid stuff, flirting on the walkie talkie. That's better than their kiss. You remember them flirting on the walkie talkie? Yes. Bro. <laughs> I was like, that is so spicy. <laughs> like I was like. This is so cute. Like, yeah, because they're just, my notes literally just say flirting on the walkie talkie. It is so adorable to see them (laughs) and to see them like trying to think of what to say and like, oh, should I talk on the walkie talkie? It was just that sort of tension when they're not even in the same room together. I was like, give me more of that. Like, that was great. And then he has a nightmare that same night and because he thinks that he's having a, a, a flashback of his old girlfriend slash fiance getting murdered, except it's Yuna. Oh my God. It's, it's Anna or whatever. So he, right. he's like startled awake and Yuna's there beside him and like they hug. And I was just like, yes, like more like this is like classic K drama tension between the male and female leads. So after that, they like freak out about the hug. They're pacing in their respective rooms. Like, listening to each other to see like what the other's doing and it was just great like do I he's like oh my god do I say anything do I apologize do I take this further like he was like really the intensity was great the intensity that intensity was not followed through on the next episode episode 10 when they finally kiss do you remember that kiss it was awful yeah it wasn't good bro then again my my barometer for a good kiss so i don't think any of the k dramas have really met it okay so so this one is not a great first kiss between two characters 
there's like an attempt on her life. She's scared to get out of the car and back into the safe house. So he takes a blanket and drapes it over them like a damn invisibility cloak. And they painfully shuffle together under the blanket into the house, which I thought was super hammy. (laughs) I was like, this is what they're doing? And obviously, like, you see them under the blanket and there's just like no no tension, no electricity between them. But they're like kind of like, oh, like super awkward under the blanket. Again, they don't have the the necessary chemistry to make this a relationship you want to root for. So that was awkward. He keeps asking her if she's scared. She's like, yeah. And then I don't think it was because of the sexual tension between them, but like then they kiss. And I was like, no, no, there was more chemistry between you guys when you were flirting on a walkie talkie in separate rooms. (laughs) So that was just very disappointing. I, I'm not sure you feel the same way. You're just like, eh, whatever. Uh, for me, again, like most of the physical interactions in K-dramas really do nothing for me. Okay. What about <laughs> the major lesbian energy coming from Eugene's assistant? Assistant? Yes. Yes. I oh mean, my God. it's clearly there. It's, like, it's clearly so there. So obvious that she's in love with Eugene. And Eugene's like shutting her down. Clearly. Oh my God. It's totally In there. episode 11 when she goes, the um, the assistant says, I can do everything that Jaya can do for you. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. That is so sexual. Like, Well, I don't know about everything. I know. I was like, oh my God. You got a D in there? So it was just, I wanted to see a little bit more of that, to be quite honest, because I found it so like, oh, my God, like attention grabbing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Then later on, I have to come back to this. This is like one of the most like spiciest moments of the whole thing is Jeha and Anna are on the roof and it's hella cold outside. So he gets a blanket and drapes it over himself as a joke and she's like what the fuck so he gets up and i thought he was just gonna put it over her but he puts it over both of them right and he sits behind her so she's in between his legs and i was like um what and then he says is it warm he asks her is it warm and i was like i beg your pardon so (laughs) this honestly that scene kind of just like passed by me just because it, really? doesn't, it doesn't clock for me like okay. something like that. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, I noticed it. Jeez. I'm just saying like it, okay. that part, like that's going to be one thing that I will try to keep more of an eye on when it comes you to like romantic. Pay attention but like for the that. most part when when romantic stuff like that happens, it doesn't clock because here like in most media How like could that, you not think, whoa, when a dude is sitting behind a girl and he he's, he asks her, is it warm? Um I think it, it's I don't know. The double meaning was just, was too much. It was too much for sure, me. Sure. You didn't even see it. it. Was. You were just like, whatever. 
Let's get to the next action sequence. <laughs> no, not even the next action sequence. Just the next sequence that is interesting. I can't wait until we watch something that you're actually invested in the romance. Yeah, because I still I wasn't found even one. invested in the romance in this, and I like caught all these things. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That that the romances in most of these, and actually all of them, I haven't really been like. Oh, this is great. And you know that I love like good like yeah. romantic stories. You know that I do. So I know. So the fact that none of them are grasping for me is just I'm I don't know what shocked. to say. I'm shocked. I don't All know right. what to say, man. So let's talk about the end game real fast. So from episode 14 on is basically end game for the show. Yeah. And for the plot to wrap up. So I was confused because Jaha gets shot. Yes, he And is. they're in the middle of doing CPR. And they're shocking with the AED. And in his head, we go into his head and see what he's thinking or envisioning. And he's in this utopian, idyllic visit with him and Anna at Subway. And I did not like or appreciate that he's about to die. And in his head... He's laughing and chumming it up like with Anna at a freaking subway. Yes, Subway. Eat fresh. Like, the, the official the official <laughs> restaurant of K dramas. I was like, I don't think you're seeing this right, but he's on the t- like on his deathbed. And he's at Subway in his head. I was so dis- like just very annoyed with that so annoyed i don't think you you don't seem that annoyed to me I, okay so here in the united states you see a lot of product placement and stuff not as overtly that's overt. as, as subway like yes. that is incredible i started laughing so hard in the basically in the last episode like you'll see subway like it is incredibly <laughs> yes. like everywhere at one moment and i just started <laughs> laughing because it's so over the top how yes. much that product placement is. It's I so keep great. sending you TikToks about K dramas. It's they're great always, because it's so ridiculous. It's, it's so true. ridiculous. It's bad. So, <laughs> getting back to the show, um, Anna tries to see Jaha and she's blocked by obviously Eugene. And I thought this moment where Eugene is like taunting her and saying, Oh, you should call me mom knowing that it's so impossible for her to stoop so low and call her mom. She killed her mom, her real biological mom. But she does it. Anna does it. And it's so, I, I gasped. Did you gasp? Yes, I was a little surprised. When she called her mom and then yeah. she dropped to her knees to beg her to let her see Jaha, I was like, oh, my God. It was powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very tough stuff. I hated... On on the converse side, the shadow group of men sitting in a dark ass war room. Oh, what the hell was that? What the like, hell was that? I, I in those last few episodes, I, they I kind of this, didn't like, really get that. They called it the consortium. I I I was having a hard time. Like, they why why are these people sitting, here sitting in the dark? Like, I can maybe in understand silhouette they, almost in silhouette, and it's like all of these politicians and people who are somehow connected with Eugene and they committed this like crime ring yeah essentially yeah like some type of like just 
organization, oh, not organization, but definitely a group of like people who like conspire together. Yes. And then they're all up for getting implicated and canceled when that USB goes public. Yes, exactly. But again, here's here's the thing that I I have found that I'm not a big fan of when it comes to these K-dramas is that they introduce characters late, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like late in the show. Like I honestly don't feel like they should be introducing characters in a one season show that late. You know, Mm -hmm. that's my thing. I didn't like it because it felt kind of like a cop out. Like people that you have seen throughout the show are in it. But then at the same time. It, who are all these other guys? Like, why? Honestly, like, why the hell are they sitting in the dark? It made no I, sense to me. It, it's supposed to create, I guess, like an ominous, like, oh, they're bad, a shadow <laughs> figure. It's literally the patriarchy sitting in a room. Hey. Hey. Yeah, there so, was a conversation they had. I think it was in the last episode where yes. it's like all these uh, these girls, when they grow up, they become witches or something. Yes, like that. I wrote like, down that line. Oof. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oof, this is terrible. I know it's awful. Um, I liked when Jeha like comes to and they're like, "Yo, where's the USB?" And he goes, "I didn't steal that to give it to you." It's <laughs> <was> like, oh, <laughs> excuse okay. me. Yeah, um, yeah. I like that he actually challenges her in that moment. She's like, "Everybody leave," and they talk together one on one. And he challenges her and says, "Like, you didn't really." We weren't my friend. We weren't friends. You just wanted to own me and make me into one of your slaves. And she literally has nothing to say. Like everything that she was doing with him was all about possession. Yeah. So an infatuation. There was nothing about it that was love or what have you. So I really like that. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> um, did you like the whole bomb situation at the end? I mean, it was just uh, added drama to, you know, really like the stakes are high. It felt a little like 24. A little bit. The countdown is on. Yeah. Like because they, what was it? They ended episode 15 with like 38 minutes or something like that. Yeah. 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 And then like it counted down as the episode went down pretty much. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, I didn't like how Anna's running around in the building and both sides are trying to find her. And Jaha shows up. He's like, where's Anna? And they're like, we're trying to find her. We're trying to locate her. No one thought to look on the security monitors. Like, literally, he just goes to the security room, finds right. her in two seconds. Yeah, no, because he, I guess they're trying to make it seem like he's like this super, like, outside the box thinker type of person. Like, <laughs> let me the check box. the security cams. Because we've seen him checking out security cams all throughout the show. So, of right. course, he would be the one to like, oh, let me check the security cams. I did like the callback to the training signs that he'd given her before, where it's like ice sit when he finally showed up and saved her. Yeah. That was cool. That was. Um, the final interaction between dad and Eugen, where he shows up at Cloud Nine, won't give up the chip. And again, like Eugen's like coming at him like, Yeah, I've never killed like Hedden. I never killed your mistress. And she says she's sorry for making him live a lie, like, uh, along with her, essentially. And he laughs in her face. <laughs> and he's like, did you just say you were sorry? 
And I was like, I feel that in my bones. I felt that reaction. You felt the reaction? Yeah, it was like, I would have laughed in her face too. I would have laughed in her face too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, they die together. Yeah, which I which I wasn't expecting that. I, I kind of was. Oh, you were. I knew that they were not... Uh, when as soon as he said um, in the final sequence, he was like, uh, "She was like, you're gonna lose everything if you reveal what's in the chip, what's in the USB. You're gonna lose out on the presidential race." And he's like, "I just don't care anymore." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they're dying together. They're, <laughs> they're dying going down, together. They are going down together." And that's I guess exactly I should have seen happened. it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I did. I I wasn't seeing it that way. Is probably yeah. what it was. Yeah, and then they seemed better lovers in death than in life. Poetic. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. Oh my Rico God. just sat back. He's just like, bro. <laughs> you can't be doing that. I, I will continue to do that. <laughs> you cannot stop me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did you like the Godfather ending, though? Um, With all of these like wrap ups and deaths all in like a all nice in, montage. Yeah, I don't mind it. Montage. I don't mind it. I like, liked only a couple of them. Right. Only a couple. You know, if they're if they're all going to be like visually or like make sense of the plot, you know, then yeah, it works. They could uh, have beefed up the OST so that it like had a chance yes, at yes. being like the Godfather um in that regard. Yeah. Where and then they have the like, do you renounce the devil and all this? And then like Yeah. yeah. I wish that they had like a really impactful overarching either voiceover or um, OST that really drove it home with that montage in the end, but they didn't. So um, we have to basically take each each death like separately. Right. I liked the beginning of the opposing opposition, the opposing politicians death. The, where he's like laughing on the phone and he's like, oh, yeah, like Anna won't do anything with the evidence she has. Like, I'm expecting her to call us to make a deal. And meanwhile, you think his driver gets in the car. Right. But then the camera changes focus as it pans over to the right. And it's Jaya sitting in the front seat. Sitting in the front seat. And I was like, oh, yes, he finally came to collect. Finally. <laughs> He uh, didn't really that, collect, though. Didn't really collect. Eh, it was fine. I, that, I, that's why I said, like, that scene was great. But then, At the beginning. At the beginning of right. his, like, demise or whatever. And then it turns out he drops him off in the middle of nowhere just so that he can commit suicide. Yeah. I don't, I, like, by With a noose? With a noose in it's, the woods? With, uh, his whole, sure. with his whole security I, team, like kind of like waiting for him to do it. Pretty much, I what? personally prefer the the um, the one oh, man. I can't remember his name, but the assistant is the one yes. in the backseat of the car. Eugene's assistant, the yes. lesbian. She <sighs> was waiting for the uncle in the car in his car. And they open the door and she's like there screwing on the, the silencer on the yes. gun. I was yes. like, oh my 
God. That was fantastic. Slay. Visually, like so the good. way the camera kind of panned over because the door is open and then yeah. like you're waiting like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Because and he, then you it see turns, him like kind of look in to see. Cause yeah, you, know, you see him look in and then like his like bodyguards are like about to force him in and then the camera pans in and then you see it's her. She's like, there. <gasps> oh, man. Because that he was shot great. her in the fucking that leg. That was great. Yeah. I really like so, that. So it was such a great moment for the assistant to get some revenge. And then um, what? Was there one other person? I think that was um, it. Yeah, I think that was it. It was only two? Am I blanking? I think it was only two. Yeah, it was only two. Because, because I, Eugene I, and the dad died together. Yeah, they died together. So mm-hmm. then those two. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, final scene at Subway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh. this is a torture for me. Just simply a torture. Whenever there's a scene at Subway, whenever characters like, oh, yeah, like, let's have food. And they like, go to Subway. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, the <laughs> final. And then to have the final scene at Subway, I was, it was a Subway date. And I could, I. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so upset. Um, but the final kisses between them were great. I was like, oh my God, is that you chemistry? You thought it was great? Yeah. The final kiss, like when... Um, when they make it to Spain. Oh, when they make it to Spain. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was confusing that with just a little bit earlier when she, after like she presses the button on the computer. Oh, okay, no, no, no. So, that, no, was no okay. that was okay. That was pretty that good. That was an okay. Um, yeah. But, but the yeah, Spain no, no, the one better. in Spain, yeah, the Spain yeah. kiss was really good. Yes, yeah, I was I like, agree. damn, I kid it. But um, we don't find out Jay has real name. <laughs> no, we don't. It's like my real name is da, 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 and then music. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> my dad actually walked in at that point, and he was like, "Wow, so you watched this whole show and they didn't even tell you his name?" And I was like, "I know, right? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> damn." <laughs> Oh, uh, no, but I, I kind of figured they weren't going to do it. And the reason why is because I don't, uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't think there was ever a time during the show where they were like hinting at providing his real name. They didn't. Exactly. And so, so it was kind of weird for them to be like, what's your real identity? Like, show me who you really are. <laughs> He's like, my name is. That would have been Credits. kind of like wild, like all this time. And then finally, they're going to actually talk about the fact that he's, you know, obviously his real I name wish that is that they had, too. That it was like a running gag or something. Or a yeah, or, or a mystery. Yeah, a mystery. Yeah. Like, who is this guy really? You know, but mm-hmm. they never even touched that. So, yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's all I have. What did, do you have any closing thoughts for the show? Um, I, I talked about a lot of the stuff that I just, either really liked or I didn't like. Um, I kind of hope that I'm just waiting for a love story that, that really like captures. <laughs> now I'm, just I'm really, cause I'm purposely trying to find shows for us to watch that I haven't watched before. Right. And so far I've watched four of the shows that we're covering in season okay, one. Because you haven't watched this one. I never, no, this is, yeah, gotcha. I haven't watched this This was your first before. time. This is my first watch of the K2, and so I want to keep it kind of fresh. Fair enough. Because I know, <laughs> like, from the ones that I've watched, which are the better romances, but 
like so far, like you haven't connected with Boys Over Flowers. Nope. Didn't, which is like crazy. Didn't connect with uh, W, Two Worlds. The love story there, no. Yeah. And then didn't connect here with Yuna and uh, Changwook. No. And then even (laughs) Descendants of the Sun. Oh my God. I, yeah. Oh my God. Still nothing there? No, it, oh it was fine. It was fine. You're so... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, even Descendants of the Sun is pretty famous. I for, know it's famous because... For, yeah, for that romance especially. You've you've told me, but if... Yeah, if that's, <laughs> like, famous for a romance, then I, I maybe wow. I should lower my expectations then. Oh, my God. Maybe don't lower your is. expectations. Jeez. Guys, nope. if you're listening to us and you're like, wow, why haven't they covered this or that? Like, send us all of your recommendations so that Rico can get high on K-dramas. Like, he obviously hasn't seen anything that has impressed him as far as K-drama romances yet. Maybe no. I'm just not doing my job over here. But, like, damn. I, I'm sorry. But it's just the the romances that I've seen so far in the five shows we've watched none of them we have, have only like, watched really... five shows that's true i've and only watched five the thing is like i know my k-drama palette mm-hmm. and i know like oh yeah this is probably gonna be like right on my alley or oh yeah that romance looks pretty good even if i haven't watched it yet but damn like you've got you've gotten like some of the better shows like boys over flowers and descendants of the sun w like oh but are... you know my problem with boys over flowers though I, like i couldn't yeah. even finish it I know. Guys, go back and listen to our Boys Over Flowers episode if you haven't already because Rico has thoughts on <laughs> that romance in that show. Um, wow. So I need to wow, I need to step it up. Definitely send your recs, guys. If you if you love that we're talking even about this and you're like, I'm committed to helping Rico find his K drama jam, like then send Rex clamor for a season two because there's in the next few episodes i have to like deliver yes i know you do because (laughs) if not i'll just i'll just bring down the expectations and then i'll know what to settle for shit okay okay fine fine all right (laughs) so let me relax but besides that uh again i think that for the most part um, in watching these shows, I'm still not used to the over an hour runtime of episodes. I still it depends. have a ho- it might be a couple minutes over, might be a couple minutes. Under. Right. No, no. And some shows are like f- an hour 15. Right. But yeah. for the most part, they're in that vicinity. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I'm watching an episode where and I've mentioned this before, where I'll watch and then I'll be like, oh, the end of the episode's coming. Mm-hmm. And then I look at my watch or I look at the time left and it's like, oh, wait, there's still 25 minutes left in this episode. Oh, what? You know, and I'm like, wait, why is yeah. there so much time left? You're definitely and it's because, adjusting still. Yeah, I'm still adjusting the the runtimes. The, the run just I'm still having a hard time trying to navigate those. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot to ask you. Did you want to rank the five shows that you've seen so far? Because you oh. love rankings. I do love ranking. I love a good ranking. You're <laughs> if right you've about ever listened that. to our Always a Critic podcast, he's always making me rank things every every few months, and yeah, I don't like ranking things. 
Um, th- but you love like top five, top ten. Like yeah, I love lists. them because I think that with with rankings, you kind of see where a person lands in terms of their preferences. Yeah. Uh, especially like if you give them a very specific topic, you kind of get like a bits of their personality and it's like, oh, I really like this and that's why it's up here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, so putting a challenge on someone like, hey, rank these, you know, X number of things, you know, it kind of gives a sense of who that person is. Your eyes so, are glistening. You are oh so ready to rank that. Do you want to do it off the top of your head? Do you have an idea? Um, okay. So off the top of my head. So let's name the shows first. Okay. So we've done Boys Over Flowers. Mm-hmm. We've done Descendants of the Sun. We have done Signal. Signal. We have w. done W. And, and now, now K2. the K2. Yes. So. I'll start from five and I'll work my way up to one (laughs) because that's the way a ranking should be. So at number five, it's the very first show we started with Boys Over Flowers. Uh, Again, I didn't finish it. I didn't buy the love story because I kind of found the character annoying. She was always yelling the entire time. Uh, So so that was that was number five. Okay. Uh, Number four, um, I think might be. I'm trying to decide between one of these two here. I think it would be most likely um, W. Ooh, okay, W. And Descendants of the Sun, like right above it. Like, okay, you can kind of change places. But yeah, that's number Damn. four. And number three oh is gosh. Descendants of the Sun. Okay. Uh, number two would be the K2. Okay. <laughs> and then number one is Signal, Signal. by a strong, like <gasps> a big gap. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 And this is why I'm like really alternating between like action and romance and like the mm-hmm. different genres. Yeah. Um, because I don't want it to just be one thing. Like I know it's no. really popular to go with just the romance dramas right. or the rom coms, but I, I wouldn't like, mind going through a couple of those because um if you look at the shows we've done Right, you've. It's been like a good like in between, like been a, you know, fantasy romance with some action. We've got an action with a little bit of romance now with gay two, so on and so forth with the shows. Pretty wild swing between them, but I'm feeling like <laughs> you need to go more romance because you're so unimpressed. Yeah, if let's Descendants go. Descendants and W and Boys Over Flowers are on the bottom of your top five. Yeah, like like that's um, major. Yeah, W. There were moments where I was just like, uh, and like I have my qualms with each one. No, so do but I. But I wouldn't put the shows on the bottom of a top five. Yeah, I I did because Ugh. um okay, and it's not so much the romance in W. More that was more of the the plot mechanism that let me down, kind mm-hmm. of you know, mm-hmm. um. But then, wow. with all that said, the romances have not really stuck it for me in any of the shows. I'm so, shook. so I'm so shook. But Signal, like, well above. <laughs> but Signal, though. <laughs> well above. Oh, my God. Well above the other four. Okay. Okay, I hear you. Okay. All right. I know so, what to do. If anybody Guys. agrees with me, if you've seen these shows... Right. If you've watched these shows and you agree with me, the signal is the best one of the five that we've done so far. Let us know at ATC uh, Daybok Pod. 
ATC yes. Daybok Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Let us know, please. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would love to hear it. All right. Top five. We will continue with the top five, see if things change week after week. Yes. The rest of season one. See if anything drops out of the top five. Anything makes (laughs) its way in the top five. Rico's top five is important. I really, it's so, it's so important to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. I know. Well, that's been our show. I'm Jessica. And I'm Rico. And this has been the ATC Presents Daybok K Rambles podcast. Pass me a power.